squadron, team, brothers and sisters, guests of the landing pad. It's a pleasure to be back. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. A wonderful Thanksgiving. There's plenty to be grateful for. Uh, we're back. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier about it. <laughs> no. I, I've been absolutely humbled. Um, we got a, a full slate, and we've got an incredible episode planned. We've got locks of the week. We've got hot takes. We've even got a little surprise here. And it's it's going to be Strapping. absolutely Buckle electric. Up. Yep, 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 yep. Today we're about to hear from a couple of goats. This isn't your typical another episode of the landing pad where it's guys who have been working here since since the Inception. Obama administration. I mean, we're talking. This is fresh, dude. These guys are new. Fresh faces, fresh meat. Bennett and Adam Herender here today on the landing pad. So welcome, welcome to another episode of your and our favorite podcast, The Landing Pad. It feels so good, it should cost. Brought an alligator, I ain't talking cost. Make me say, uh, like a mix of Master P and Rick Ross. Uh-uh. She seen to make me always feel like a boss. Uh-uh. She said I'm in the wrong. Ben and Adam, dude, we are thrilled to have a couple new, bright, smiling faces on the pad. Welcome, you guys. How does it feel? How does it feel to finally be sitting here? Feels good. Feels good. We've been listening to the landing pad for a while in the dark, so it's happy to happy to be here. For yes. sure. Long time listeners. We're excited. The crazy thing is, honestly, if Spotify, if on your Spotify rap, because if you don't have Spotify premium, turn us off because I don't want you to listen to this podcast. If we are not your number one podcast when that when the rap pops up, I like yeah, I take it as an insult. But you got 2022 to turn things around. 100%. I was stunned. We've actually been some people's number one on Spotify <laughs> Wrapped. Which, if we're being honest, if we're all leveling with each other, that's just shocking. <laughs> that, is, that is stunning. Mine was like number three. That's Mine unbelievable. Three. No, yes, we are super excited to have you guys on. Uh, we put out a little, uh, little thing on the Instagram, who people wanted to hear from. And because we we're like, who's the next guest? Who do the people want? And your guys' names actually came up like three or four times. And we were thinking, like, let's mix it up a little. We've only had a lot of, like, grit OGs. We want some fresh blood. We want to get you guys, you know, get your guys' takes on the grit, the outside perspective, looking in. Talk about your experience pre-grit, after the grit. But, guys, we are super excited, but let's just dive right into, you know, some of the housekeeping uh, we, items of business. We've got all of our normal segments. We call it grit news. We're going to fly through this because we've got a lot to Wick. get to. Rep signed, just shy of 1,300. We're sitting at... 1,279 reps, cue some applause effects or something. I mean, crazy. well done. We're building. We're building fast. And other news, we've got some engagements. Dude, love is in the air. It is. Some Thanksgiving engagements. Our guy, Tyler Higgins, Mr. Motivation. Huge shouts out. You won't find a better guy. Mm-mm. Noah Mm-mm. Jarvis and Larry Yule both dropped to a knee, popped the question. We're in a good place. Love is in the air. It's a good time to be a great guy. Oh. Or girl. Shoot. Welcome um, to their fiancés. To so, the great girls. He, he, welcome. Huge shouts out. All you guys, much love. Um, we're we're diving into our favorite section of, of every podcast. <laughs> and uh, guys, uh, I've got some owning up to do. I've been uh, I've been lackluster. <laughs> I've <laughs> to, to say been in least. a bit of a cold it's, streak. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not financial advice. It's not financial advice. And we make sure that you all know. Yeah, it's, is uh, it a lock of the week? Yes. Is it financial advice? No. Is it free money? Yes. yes. Is it financial <laughs> advice? No. 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 But like, it is free money. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Um. So I'm. We're looking at. I'm one and two. Uh, on my locks of the week that I come on here and declare in the landing pad, I'm 
exceedingly grateful at this time of year that the Herons were able to join us on the landing pad. It was so needed. Because I know that they've got some locks of the week. And so I'm going to turn it over to the Herons and let them kind of explain I mean, where their head's at going into this week in the NFL. Yeah, so we're excited to take the honors. We've been looking forward to the lock of the week for quite a while. We've always tuned into the lock of the week. We analyze it. We throw in our two cents, texting text and Garth. So we're we're excited to be able to. By the way, th- these guys have been our bookie two two of the three weeks. We've yeah. run a few One deals down to Mesquite. We have run a few deals down to Mesquite. So we started doing the research when we found out that we were doing the honors for the lock of the week. Done, did some digging through ESPN. Yep. Um, we came to the conclusion that there's been a Vegas slip-up. <laughs> That's typo. That typo. And the you, ba- don't, you don't go, you don't come across a Vegas slip-up too often. They no. do happen. A typo <laughs> on a spread or on an over in this case. And you're so telling me the Hayron brothers have found it. We found it. Oh. So the Bengals firing on all cylinders. We got Mixon. We got Jamar Chase. We got Burrow combined with the Chargers. We got Herbert. We got Eckler. Eckler's we got never Keenan played Allen. better. <laughs> and the over is a typo, sitting at 50 and a half. What, no. should it have been? what should it have been? Should be at 57 and a half. Wow. Yeah. I think that's going to shoot out all the way. I'm I'm so on this wave, it's crazy. <laughs> yes. We're hammering the over, boys. So that is the Vegas slip of the week. That is the, that's that the is free it. money advice. Not only is it a lock, but it is a Vegas slip up. Wow. It is. It's like just a blatant mistake. <laughs> <laughs> they made it. They made we might need to have these guys on just for this segment of every single <laughs> <laughs> drive. Zo- you guys zoom them in. <laughs> from St. <Saint> George. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So the over at whether 50 points. It's 50. 50. Bengals yeah. at the Chargers over 50 or 50 and a half. Depends on your book. Slam the over. I'm expecting fireworks. I think we'll cover by the halfway through the third quarter. I, love I think this is going to be explosive. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I love that. I love that. And anything else? Any other? Any other crazy things that we should be th- uh, looking forward to this weekend? There's a few sprinkles. There's a few things that we like that I don't know if we'd go as far to say as it's a slip up. But I don't know if anyone's been watching the the RSL upsets, Real Salt Lake. Sadly, They've got something I, magical I'm happening. <laughs> <laughs> Zero shots on goal versus Real thirty shots on Salt goal, and they pull Lake. out the dub. So they're sitting right now plus 270, I believe, depending on the book. And they've never been hotter, so it's worth a sprinkle. So if you're a (laughs) soccer guy, which there probably are. There's some soccer guys at the grit. Sure. Look, hopefully you're listening to this pod because it's also some more free money. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, moving on to a quick question, right? So sometimes we, we do like... Next pair of J's, blah blah blah. We wanted to do something a little bit, a little bit more controversial, right, for you guys. And this is something that's been a ongoing debate among Gritmen. Best chicken, Popeyes, Chick Fil A, or Raising Cane's? No question, Popeyes. <laughs> no question. Agreed with the Popeyes. We've wow. had a, we've, we've spent many lunches <laughs> during guys. the summer at Popeyes. <laughs> you guys just... Many lunches. You just barely went and tried out the KFC chicken to do a. Apples to apples comparison. So you no. guys came prepared for this too, and not even knowing that you needed to be. <laughs> no, no, nothing comes close to Popeyes. Their, yeah, I, their chicken sandwiches—it's pretty nutty, pretty wild. What you could call the original chicken sandwich succulent. when it went through the time yeah. of little Uzi was waiting in the drive-through for three hours to pull these in his urus. Uh, yeah, it's the original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. I'm. As far as chicken sandwiches, I mean, obviously Chick-fil-A, CFA, dude, they're. Their customer service is like unparalleled. <laughs> it literally cannot get better. But as far as the chicken sandwich, I think it's Popeyes. It's Popeyes. I, I don't think it's super close. I love the Popeyes chicken sandwich. It's so good. I'm on spicy. that wave. Spicy. I'm, I'm on that, a spicy. I'm on and that then wave. I also 
Ah, dude, I, as far as I do, I might prefer Canes to Chick Fil A as well. I love it. This is not Chick Fil A slander. I would never, <laughs> I would never go there. No, 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 no. But I might like Canes more than Chick Fil A as well. Call yeah. me crazy. No, it's, it's it's not. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. This is something. Quick, quick little segment here. So these guys, when we're sitting down planning for the pod, we've been trying to stay away from all sales material. We've been trying, dude. Right? Yeah. Like, like hot takes. Yeah, we were like, yo, it's still 2021. The Hayron brothers sat down, and they wanted to bring a little bit of heat to this cold, cold December morning. They wanted to give us their top five. Do we? Do we let? The, do we let that fall? Easton, you got to give the people what they want. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> top five, December second, December second. Who are the Hayron brothers? Top five at the great in the summer of 2022. I'll start. Outside uh, looking in, you guys have never sold with the great. Outside looking in, we've met. Uh, most of the top guys, you know, which is which has been a blessing to meet everybody and get to know everybody close with the few months we've been here. But outside looking in, um, I would, I'm gonna, I'm the type of person where I'm not gonna put unneeded pressure on myself. There's a lot of people who will broadcast things to the world. You know, I I have what I'm gonna do this year in the notes. It's in yeah, the yeah. head. I'm gonna let it play out. 100%. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna put myself in a place on the top five. But the guys that I like, Drew Hansen. I think actually I'll start from five up. I'll oh, start from that. five love up. That. But um, Drew at five, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll start from five up. Um, somebody that I expect big things. I'll put. I'm gonna put Cal Escobedo at. Okay. Escobedo. Mm. However, yeah, however yeah. you like the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, I put him at number five. Okay. Big things coming this year. 100%. Um, Jackson Curtis is somebody that I think is getting slept on this year. Number one rep at the at the grit, or number one rookie. rookie rep last year. Big things coming this year. I have him at number four. Uh, the top three gets tough. The yeah. top three gets tough. As well, I'm looking at the top ten, I'm looking down at even the top 15, 20, some guys who might make some upsets. Um, I think Cody Olive is going to be a dangerous man, giving him the bundle again. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Cody Olive is going to be a dangerous man. I think Skylar Griffin yep. is has a big chip on his shoulder this year. Um, I have Cody, Skylar, and Drew all up in that top spot. It's it's going to be it's going to be a toss it's up a dog bet- fight. between those three. But I think I have those three up top, top three. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because I'm hearing screws hit the floor for a couple names that I didn't oh. hear. <laughs> I'm looking at Brock and Seager. There's a couple. There's a couple of screws. I'm hearing them get unloosened right now, yep, yep, yep. and I love it. That's the purpose of the pad. Oh, Adam, what about you? A few have to be left off the the top twenty five stacked. Yes, uh, I it think is. there's yeah, it's aggressive. Um number five, I think it comes down to me and Bennett in a shootout. I love that. We're always mm-hmm. we're always pretty neck yep. and neck, so it'll come down to the last couple of days, I think. Um I'm with him with the Cody Olive. Okay. I think he finishes three or four. And no way you can't put Jackson Curtis in. Top rookie in the industry ever, I think. Yep. Uh so he'll he'll probably finish right up there with the big dogs and then Skyler and Drew, I think, battle it out at the top. But love that. I, I'm not gonna put. Uh, I I can't put anyone can't past put Drew. One. Yeah. So no, that's that's tough. This is so yeah. crazy that we're having this conversation because it's like you, we saw the juices flowing last year when people were left off, and now it's like even Brock and Seeger are left off 
again. Yeah, it's dude. Like, oh, I love that. I'm I'm an eight and a half ounce Red Bull into this morning. I should have been more like a tall boy. This this <laughs> yes, is this yeah. is this is this is, a, this, is this is ramping fast. <laughs> I'm getting Merry awfully. Christmas, I'm getting off, I'm getting awfully nauseous. Oh my but God. it's it's this is this is what it's all about. Hey, we we love that you guys have that perspective on the outside looking in. So right before we uh, get right into the meat and potatoes again, we got another plug. You know, this week it's a special plug, right? Like. As the Christmas time is coming around, if you've had some summer fall off, maybe some reps are deciding to fulfill a higher calling than that of selling bug juice, and they decide that they would like to serve an LDS mission, mm-hmm. do we have the book for you? For those of you who don't understand, Reed is one of the grit OGs, been here forever. He wrote a book. He wrote a book. We're holding it in our hands. Quick read. Quick read. Nice. I read a chapter of it last night. I was blown away. You're thinking I about was, serving another mission? Th- <laughs> <laughs> might just through. go another two years in. <laughs> I might. Hold your breath. <laughs> but, guys, Reed Goodman, if for no other reason, support one of the best people I've ever met. Because he lives, and because he lives, I can serve a full-time mission. We've got copies here. Contact Reed if you need one. I'm so proud of this guy. 92-page read. Busted out in a nice afternoon. Quick, one day. Quick. Change your life. Get the book. Get the book. Get period. The book. End of story. Beautiful. All right. Switching gears. Switching <laughs> gears. Rapidly. No, switching gears. I want to get background on these two guys. For those of you who don't know, the Heron brothers, and they'll they'll dive into all this, have been top, top of the industry elite, for elite. years. Elite, elite, elite for years. This is their first year that they're working with the grit. And so I want to turn the time over to these guys again. Just kind of take us through your journey through sales, year by year, how many you sold, where you were selling, so on and so forth. Yep. Yeah, so I guess I guess I'll start. I'm 26. Um, going this is, on. This is Bennett speaking. Yeah, this is Bennett. For for those of you who aren't on the on the visual, uh, six years. Um, this will be my seventh summer. I did uh, my first year at Aptive. Um, sold out in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, did 219 accounts at a whopping 420 contract mm-hmm. value. One of the higher. Yeah, one of the higher uh-huh. back in the day. Yep. Um, after my year at Aptive, I found a small company, Dewey Pest Control, out in California. California yes. Yep. If anybody, any of the old dogs down there that have ever passed through Bakersfield, uh, Victorville, Lancaster, Palmdale, mm. that was those were my stomping grounds for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of water bugs down there, like the people like to call them. Spooky. Uh, <laughs> down there, had some good years. Uh, did I think my top year down there, uh, my first year at Dewey, I did about 200 accounts again. I uh, got married. That put a big chip on my shoulder. My married year, I did 600 accounts. Wow. About a 450 contract value. Uh, next year at Dewey, I had a big summer. Uh, did a eight, 820 accounts uh, at about a 450 contract again. And then uh, switched over to Fox Pest Control, where my first year at Fox, I did 520K in revenue, 700 accounts. And my last year at Fox was three... 360 accounts. I uh, had a little bit of a fall off here. I'm um, not going to make any excuses. I did have a child. I uh, <laughs> did have a, a baby girl July 4th, but not here to make excuses. No, but. no, no. <laughs> Babies are hard. Uh, a bit of a fall off here, um, and that put me right around 200 and 280K in rev. And now uh, we're with, uh, with the grit, with the big dogs over here. And now Pass Adam, it over to Adam. Adam speaking now. So <laughs> I, um, I joined Bennett. My first year was at Dewey. I let him do the the tough digging to find the the spot to be. So yeah, I yeah. kind of lucked out with uh, joining him after he'd been in it for a couple years. So I was there for his married summer, 
and didn't have the greatest first year. I was only 17. Drove out there right after my graduation. How old are you now? 20. Just turned 21. Oh so be going into my fifth summer, and I'm 21. So got in early. But <laughs> <laughs> salty. So first summer, it was a uh, me and all my high school buddies weren't really out there for the for the right reasons. Course, did did sure. did 90 accounts. Um, did have a 10 day did have a 10 day yeah. hey now. So, he showed some potential the 10 day happened summer. when i uh went head to head with bennett one of the competitions so that's where i kind of caught the vision that maybe i could do something and maybe match his numbers yeah and finished that year at 90 accounts next summer uh decided i was gonna stay toe to toe with go toe to toe with bennett finished with 700 accounts my second summer so it's quite the leap, ninety to seven hundred. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be the most aggressive leap I have ever heard. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> so I had, a, do. <laughs> had a pretty good year that year, and then that's when we made the switch to Fox. And like I said, we're always pretty neck and neck. Uh, finished that year with five hundred and twelve k in revenue, and then this year finished at four hundred k in revenue. Wow. Where did that your guys' biggest summer, the four or the five, twelve, five the where did that 20? where did that line up with the rest of the company? Um, that was two and three. Ben was two, I was three. Wow. Uh, if you count off revenue. Oh. That'll do. So I, I that's the first time that I had heard this. I had no A lot idea. of the guests I like I pretty much know their background before they come on here and, and let let the people know. Yeah. That was shocking to hear. So you've done six years. Going into, going, going into your seventh, seventh year, year, and you're year. going into your fifth going year. Going into my fifth, yep. Wow. You guys are salty. We're going to have to <laughs> unpack the whole 90 to 700 another time. I didn't expect that at all. I didn't know that was coming. So 90 to 700 is is nutty. So so another little hot take. Me and Bennett have, have cracked the top five the, the first year at every company we've been to. So well, that's, that's the goal on the list. But. Will history repeat itself? <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll have to see. Wow. Um, I, guys, your perspective is so unique. We've already touched a little bit on it, but every guest we've had here on the pad has been at the grip for years, at least at least two years, minimum, minimum. A lot of guys that came out of the womb in the grid exactly, office. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> All like Born and raised, homegrown, <laughs> been working with us for forever and ever. And so one of the things that I'm most interested in talking about with you guys is, did you have, an, before the recruiting process ever started with you two, um, did you guys have an opinion on the grit? Were you familiar with the grit? Did you see us on Instagram? Did you not know who the grit was at all? I kind of want to hear from both of you. Like, What was your very honest opinion on who we are, what we do at the grid as a whole before you came over. Yeah, I think um, personally, I'll follow any big dog no matter where you're at. You know, I follow a lot of the big dogs at EcoShield. I think there's just uh, camaraderie that kind of you feel with a lot of these big dogs that it's yeah. like, hey, this guy, no matter where he's at, you know, he can he can rip. So I think that's cool. Uh, Instagram has made it easy to kind of look at everybody. So, no, of course, I knew of the grit. I, I, I think I started watching – Green X a little bit maybe after John's thousand summer yeah. the, the uh, infamous Philly year yeah the infamous that's kind of where we both started uh, caught our attention so. In, infamous Philly year Green X does ten thousand accounts with about forty reps yep, in yep, yep, in yep. Philly 
Um, that caught my attention a lot, selling a 450 contract. Still relatively early in the days, I think. Yeah, I think, think that point is 550. 550 for, for, for the Green X, yeah. But still higher than mine, and seeing guys sell the quantities that they did at a higher contract value definitely piqued my interest. So uh, we, we trailed it, uh, as you like to call it. Um, we went out to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, close to where... Yeah, yeah the, same the, state. Same <laughs> state, close to where Green X had done their big year, and we had good success out there. Um, but that's something that, no, I'm always looking around and seeing. I'm very aware of what other guys are doing, and I think a lot of guys are. So when somebody, when somebody throws down numbers like that, it definitely calls your attention and makes you rethink kind of where you're at for sure. And yeah, me and Bennett have always, we always like being around other big dogs. So I think it's always kind of been in the back of our head that like maybe sometime we got to reach out to the grit and see, see what's going on over there. But we've just had good success, but we decided it was finally time to take the jump. Because when you guys were looking, right? So Philly, that was back in, I want to say in 2019. I think that was a 2019. Yeah. yeah. 2019 19. year. So that's 2019 goes by. You guys saw that 2020 went and did your thing. 2021, right? That was our inception of grit marketing, right? Went and did our own thing. What was it for you guys, right? You guys saw for three years. What kept you guys not reaching out yet? What was like in the back of your guys' minds? What were your thought process? 2019, 2020, and 2020. I think just the same as pretty much every other big hitter in the industry. Like you just get comfortable making a couple hundred thousand dollars a summer. You don't really think to reach out or think it's worth it or you just you don't want to want to make the change you don't want to pull up the roots necessarily a lot of times you got to think to yourself is it worth it pulling up the roots and going over there you know kind of risk versus reward and i think a lot of guys don't want to take that risk on themselves you know hey i'm over here at a flat you know percentage do i want to come over here and prove myself again that's a big reason for us every time we've we have switched companies we've doubled our revenue so um big things coming this year a little preface but um no, that's what I would say. And for me, looking at it and just seeing the results that are so drastic. When we switched the first time from companies, you know, it was pretty close still. You know, two golden doors here, two golden doors here. Yeah. A pretty, pretty level playing field. But now, you know, we couldn't not look at the grit with how substantial the gap is. And I think every big hitter has to realize that and see, you know, $1.1 million in revenue, 1,500 accounts, 1,700 accounts. It's, it was a no-brainer to at least look at it. We're, I, I think and, we're pretty... And not only is the gap substantial from a selling standpoint view, but also from a growth standpoint, they're they're blowing everyone out of the water in, in both ways. So Recruiting and selling. We, you guys hit the nail on the head, right? It is scary, right? And like the fact of the matter is the guys that do, the, do, that do do the best in this industry are the guys that plant their roots, right, and don't switch companies every year. Because we, we know the hoppers, right? There's always the hoppers... And what happens is you leave, you lose some guys, you start up, you lose some guys. So for you guys, right, was it just to the point where you're like, listen, this is obviously where we need to be. Let's hopefully this is obviously our last choice, our last jump. But what was it that finally was like, all right, hey, the roots are coming out. Let's plant them here at the grit. Let's see what happens. What was it? Yeah, I think from the outside looking in, we just saw the results, but we didn't really know the ins and outs of the grit or anything. So we kind of just owed it to ourselves to look to reach out and Bennett and Skyler had always kept in in touch and then what what really sealed the deal was just going through everything with with Ben Egan and in my uh opinion one of the best recruiters in the industry yeah so so I'm sure you guys did you ask one minute uh, yeah I'd say kind of to echo that a little bit um yeah like 
we were, you know, looking at our numbers, we were making really good money at past companies, yeah. but I think the ceiling is just so much higher, you know, kind of the, the old saying that goes around, if you're the biggest fish in the pond, you're probably in the wrong pond. So that's, that's the mindset that me and Adam have always had that have kind of taken us from company to company is being around the best is, you know, a tangible thing that will that will take your numbers up so just i just knew i think there was a new level that we could tap into that we were seeing at the grit most other companies you know top five capping you know 500k seeing a million 700k it just you know piqued the interest and in seeing the growth opportunities as well it's such an early company you know 11 golden doors this year next year i think a soft a very soft prediction would be 25 golden doors so i think the floodgates the floodgates are about to open for sure we saw the direction the grits going in and it made it a pretty easy decision it's a soft prediction. Still hung up on that. Way soft. I'm just about to put my foot in my mouth. Um, I, guys, that kind of leads us into exactly, exactly where we want to go. Is Obviously, you made the move. You had a bunch of different reasons why, and, and we'll dive, like I, I guess, more into, into detail on that to, to wrap up. But I'm sure you had an opinion on like who the grit was as a brand, whether it was those guys are the flashy guys or those guys are like way loud with their results or those guys are super whatever the opinion was. I'm sure you had like a notion of what you were getting into before you came. I kind of want you to go through what's been the biggest surprise since you ended up coming like, oh, this is way different than I thought it would be. Or what's been like, oh, they're actually not this way at all. And this is and wh- this is why it's so unique hearing from these guys is because we get numb, all these guys who've been here forever. This is still so fresh for the Heron brothers. So I want to hear expectation versus reality. What did you think you were getting into versus what have been the biggest surprises? Uh, so yeah, outside looking in, you know the green next summer. Oh, they're selling three for ones. That's why Cody Olive and Drew Hansen are having these kind of results. You know, ah, it's not it's not all that they make it out to be. You know, if I was selling three for ones, I I'd have that kind of similar results. You kind of lie to yourself a little bit, I think, or you say, yeah, they're doing that. I can do that over here anytime I want. I can flip the switch and go from 500k, you know, to 700k if I wanted to. It's you know the excuses of, oh, I just didn't work the hours, or you know, I sold yeah. this much. But so I think sometimes I was in that same boat where I thought I could just flip the switch. But I think me and Adam after talking about it and after grinding you know for six years you know that you can only achieve so much being in the exact same environment every single year so something had to change you know environment is a big part of of something that i believe in in the selling community and a lot of times we see it as a one-man sport but i think environment plays a big part i put something kind of ruffled some feathers on my instagram about you can be a fast sprinter but if you're sprinting in mud you'll still win some races but you won't be running as fast as you could on a track and i think that's something that we really realized with the grit with just little things you know training a lot of guys say oh the training's the best training's the best you hear that everywhere you go but i the trainings that i receive at the grit versus other companies that I've been at is night and day difference. Things that I haven't been trained on in six years. A big one is recruiting. Have you know? I think back to my companies that I've been. I've never been trained on recruiting. You know, say this the technical things to say. You know, for example, to close somebody in a meeting. You know, to things to reach out. How to teach guys how to reach out. How to you know different closes. You know a plethora of closes and stories and things to tell in the recruiting meeting to make it that much more successful. And, you know, it'd be one thing if you guys weren't recruiting so well, but the results show that those trainings are, are a big difference maker for sure. Yeah. So yeah, to kind of follow up with that, I think one thing that I saw like from the outside looking in was just that it was more like 
you maybe had to had to know someone to be a part of the grid or like you don't really fit in here when you first come here if like you aren't like a big hitter or anything like that so that's one thing that's definitely surprised me a lot with being here is just how open-armed everybody is not even just to me but to the guys that I'm recruiting so even rookies are coming in here and everyone's introducing themselves welcome welcoming them into the grit so it's just like it's it's not clicky at all you can never tell who recruited who it seems like it's just one one huge office and they have a really they go about the abundance mentality in a way that I've I've never seen any other company do it with stepping in on meetings like if I'm recruiting a rookie and Cody Olive or Drew Hansen or Garth or anyone's walking past they'll hop in and give their two cents of why they think they should should join the grit and then get their number reaching out to them friends with them so it's been really surprising in that way I think yeah to add off that I think a lot of companies create this culture of competition so much between offices and between organizations that it sometimes can be a little bit cutthroat at past companies I'd reach out to other top guys and be like hey let's pick each other's brains and kind of do a train together you know and get ghosted so I think that's cool and it shows that you know if you know Drew Hansen trains one of Skyler's rookies then that's going to make his rookies do better to compete with those guys. So I think it's something that just compounds. You know, somebody reaches out to me. You know, Garth sits in on one of my meetings when he doesn't have to, when he has no monetary incentive to do that. That makes me want to sit in on, you know, somebody else's meeting. Yeah. So I think it compounds for sure. And it's So, yeah, we were curious how, like, obviously we're like, let's go check this out. Like, they've got to be doing something different to be selling all these accounts, recruiting all these guys, and just makes sense how it's happening now after, after being there firsthand. Well, I love seeing that, too, because it is it is true. Like, I don't – and this is what some people say, right? It's like people on the outside looking in, they're like, oh, they're probably just such a tight-knit bunch. Like, orga- and we have almost only organically grown, right? Like, from the from inception to where they're at now, it's like they're almost all great guys through and through. Obviously, we have some from other companies. But it is interesting. Like, dude, that's – it's so true that when we do see somebody new here, it's not a, it's not dog-eat-dog at all. You know what I mean? Like some other companies, they have the recruiting forms, this, 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 because there's so dog-eat-dog, nobody has each other's back, nobody wants to train because that will give their region an edge. All that stuff is thrown out the window here. And I love that you guys said that because we consciously try to make an effort to introduce ourselves. We consciously tell, tell everybody, train with everybody. You never know when this rookie's effect is going to impact your rookie, and now he's going to do so much better because you spend a little bit of extra time with this guy that doesn't matter. That is super... Yeah, I love that. I think that's way cool. So this is, I mean, this is a question for all three of you. Yeah. So many people, I've talked I've talked about it already, so much of the leadership here and so many of the reps are just homegrown, grit through and through. They've never known anything else. We They, they mentioned some of the, the little things, but Garth and the Hammer Brothers, you have perspective working for multiple different companies before working with the grit uh, aside from the major things like the training and the culture of like abundance um and maybe it's just little things like being trained technically on recruiting what would you say has been the biggest difference in aiding you get results in your short time here and, and maybe maybe it is just like the different trainings and how actionable it is and the fact that what we say actually works but I, I'm, I'm just way interested to hear like just how the day-to-day operations are are different 
you haven't experienced a summer yet, but even just in the off season, how is the day to day like expectations that you're held to? How is the day to day look being a grit rep versus any of the past experiences that you've had? And I guess this goes for for Garth as well in management and. Yeah, I mean, dude, I could even start, right? Like, having now worked at a few companies, the, the craziest thing about what we have here at The Grit, and I think it's not close, honestly, and I've, I've already, basically that's what I just talked about, really is, like, the family mentality that we have. And, I, and I'm probably the same for you guys. You, any other company that I'm at, even with GreenX, right? And, like, I was super close with Bridger, Matt, Bob. Like, I'm super close. But it was still every man for himself. It still was. And with my first company, it was with Altera. You want to train with one of the big guys? If he's not in your reach, realistically, even if he's, like, in your same region, it didn't matter because you weren't part of their organization. It is just such a family. And, like, and we're adopting, you know, we're adopting new people every single day, and they all should come in feeling like they're all part of the family. And we'll see how long we can continue to execute that on as high as a level as what we're doing now because, obviously, the bigger you get, maybe it gets harder to, you know, to have that same impact. But I think realistically, like, I love sitting down with you guys. I've met you, like, sat down with you guys three, four times tops. But it's like I love talking. To, I love talking to you guys. Like you guys are part of the Grit family, and I would go to war with ev- with each of you. You know what I mean? That's how I feel with every single person at the Grit. So for me, family mentality, right? But what, how are you guys doing it there? We haven't even talked about your success since you guys have signed. How many recruits are you guys at? What kind of growth have you guys seen? Yeah. And then obviously hit Easton's question. Yeah. So I think we had. Eight or nine recruits finished the summer last year, and I think currently we're sitting around like 25 or 26. Wow. So, having a lot of success over here, and to go off what you were saying about the family experience is something I've experienced here with my personal recruits, and something I really like is just the the organization to everything. Like they did the little turkey bowl, they're doing like the grit active three on three basketball, and something that I think is really cool is like some of those events I'm not able to go to and at any other company my guys are like well I only know you so like if you aren't going then I'm not going to go either whereas here it's like all my guys are already hearing about that before I can even tell them that's going on and they they know everyone at the grit it's a family mentality so they feel comfortable going to all these events without even like knowing anyone that's going they just know they're going to be taken care of and find people to find new friends yeah to play off that i think yeah the family mentality is big and i think the only way that happens is with the transparent and the standardized pay which you won't find anywhere else and nobody can really do it unless your results are so much better because you'll just follow the the percentage you know whatever's the highest but i think that just adds a whole something that a lot of people haven't noticed or you know hit on really is that adds a whole different dynamic of taking away the whole feeling of i need to look over my shoulder because i'm looking at this big dog and i'm like he's probably he might be on a sweeter deal than me i'm not going to help him out any you know knowing everybody's percentage i think creates this camaraderie and family being able to fully trust everybody and not hold that animosity towards another big dog that ah he might have gotten a better deal he shopped around a lot more than me you know everybody's kind of on a level playing field that way and i think that is the key to the culture that you can't really create that with special deals it just makes it tough and it's one of the few companies where where loyalty is rewarded i feel like throughout the industry loyalty is definitely not rewarded if you aren't shopping around and leveraging your company then 
you're going to get taken advantage of. So Kind of the squeaky squeaky wheel gets the oil type mentality where if I'm not crying to my manager and if I'm not shopping all these companies, then I'll probably be getting not the best deal as I could as another guy who's threatening to walk every single every e- single week. Even if you're producing more than him. So it's like this is the place where, where loyalty is rewarded. So if you're a loyal guy out there and, and you want to be rewarded for it, you don't like shopping around or leveraging your manager, this is the place to be. It's so interesting that like that's – what you're saying is spot on. It's that's become the norm when it's we've convinced ourselves in the industry for for years that that's the way to have success however you define it. That's when if make money, if right? if you look at it from from just like a a human to human interaction standpoint, it's like so if I like moan and complain and leverage and and deceive and I'm going to have more success and my relationships are going to be better that like to me it's just like the math it's like that's just set up for disaster that's such backwards math but that's just it's been the norm forever and that's just how it's been when in reality if you want to get more out of someone and you want to have the closest relationships and you want to retain at the highest level and you want to build and grow on at least some sort of foundation it's going to be imperative I, I can't even think of a strong enough word. it's imperative that you have at least some degree of like fairness uh some degree of ethics some degree of level playing field so that way people like you said aren't worrying about who's on the sweetest deal well, who so got tough. this who got that it's so tough because they're great guys like you like all these 99 percent of the guys maybe maybe the last are good guys in this industry right good guys good girls they don't want to be that person that has to leverage they don't want to be that person that has to like be like hey i might go shop around unless you give me a better nobody wants to be that person but you have to you know what i mean it almost makes you feel like you have to at other companies because you obviously want to go out and make the most amount of money and you don't want somebody that's selling less than you to make more because it's just not ethical like it just sure. puts you in such a bad spot yeah an example of that something that like really blew me away when i like I think it was like my first or second week here I was in a recruiting meeting and usually the recruiting meetings are stacked like one at two one at three one at four and it's recruiting meeting so it's bound to go over and when the guy's outside waiting outside the door people at the grid just welcome him in hey come into this recruiting meeting like rookie he's not, walking in on a vet recruiting rookie meeting. walking in on a vet recruiting meeting and it's like that that doesn't happen anywhere else. It's like shut the door, erase the board if this guy's coming in. Like <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, can't yeah. be looking at what's going on Here's in here. An NDA sign <laughs> yeah. really quick. Hey, we're gonna have you take a seat out there. We'll be with you in a second. We're gonna yeah, finish this one don't up. Don't listen to you, that AirPods. <laughs> plug them in real fast. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna plug in real yeah, quick. Yeah. So like I've had like four. I think yesterday we had like four recruits all listening in on like one vet's recruiting meeting. So it was just crazy to see that because like nowhere else does that happen where they're sitting there looking at what he's. Look at what paid. they're offering him. What percentage is he going to start at? What his you know deal is going to look like? A, rec- <laughs> a rookie walking in on a on a heavy hitter recruiting meeting just doesn't happen anywhere else. else. The blinds are shut. That happens. The doors <laughs> sure. locked. The boards are raised. Whispers only. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the play, windows play, are boarded. Playing out. white noise. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's hitting, hitting this. I mean, like I said, the the purpose of this podcast, right, is just to drive home that we. We, we don't know what the what the outside perspective of the grit is. Now, you guys were doing great. You guys were making great money. You guys were in such a great spot. You had your eight guys probably at probably eight the year before that. But you guys were in a spot. You were making a couple hundred grand. You guys were good, right? You guys were comfortable. Things were you, – you were comfortable with the name on your shirt. You didn't need to move, right? So, so many people are in your shoes, and they're just like, I'm good, right? Like, I'm good. 
Now, what made you guys even contemplate a move? Because so many people are so, so, so satisfied that they don't even contemplate. They see everybody else is doing, but they're like, nah, I'm good. Like, what got you guys to even contemplate, not even to the grit, right? But, like, to even start shopping around and looking other places. Yeah, I think all heavy hitters, you have the ability to sell no matter what you're selling, you know. For sure. And I think that minimizes your risk a lot, where I'm surprised more heavy hitters don't move because you think in your head, worst case scenario, you can throw me anywhere on the map and I'll sell, you know, three, 400K. I'll walk out with 150K, worst case scenario. You know, if everything hits the fan, everything goes bad, I just have to lone wolf out here, all my guys drop, worst case scenario, I'm walking out with 150K. So I think that's something a lot of times me and Adam thought about, like, you know, it has a big ceiling, it has a lot of upside. Worst case scenario, everything hits the fan. You know, you have a quote unquote off year and make 150 grand. So it's like, I think that is something that honestly for me gives me a lot of kind of reassurance that, you know, there's not a lot of downside, but there is a lot of upside long term. You know, I'm 26 years old, just had a kid. I don't, you know, married makes it a whole different dynamic in this job. It's yeah. something you don't want to knock doors forever. So you have to start planning ahead, you know, especially for young guys. You know, if you can build something now so you're not switching companies when you're 28, you know, then. You know, you'd be in a way better spot long term. Yeah, and I think people always perform better when there's a chip on the shoulder. So I just, we decided to just make the leap, put the chip on our shoulder. Like at our old company, everyone knew who we were. They knew we can sell. Like there's really no pressure to to perform because like, oh, no, that guy already did 520K in rev. Like he has you, you, have, you have the respect. <laughs> so it's like coming to a new company. I mean, you you have that chip on your shoulder. So it's time to perform again. Yeah. I think in just to to touch on this, the term heavy hitter is way arbitrary yep. because here it's like what like what is a heavy hitter <laughs> top ten like five hundred fifty k if you're not selling at least five hundred fifty k you're not a heavy hitter. <laughs> At most companies, the reality is dude, you're a heavy hitter three hundred k dude three hundred yeah. like three hundred k for sure right. two like two hundred like it's just very arbitrary and so people listening. Uh, if you're not a part of the grid or selling for another company and you're like, oh, well, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not like air quotes, a heavy <laughs> hitter. It's like that's such an arbitrary term. And so it really applies to anyone anywhere looking, right. to, looking to sell more or having any degree of success. Right. And anyone who's had any degree of success, they didn't get successful by hoping to not have more success. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of, okay, I want to have more success. The degree of heavy hitter you are, I mean, you could define really anyone anywhere as, yeah. as a, a, a quote-unquote <laughs> quote heavy hitter. But this this whole mentality of, of ditching the complacency and going where you have the highest likelihood of having the most success. And not just maximizing your earnings, but maximizing your upside, your growth, your, your potential, like the whole nine – and so I think it's so uh, just I, I heard that and I was just hearing myself like if I was listening to this podcast and I wasn't a part of the grit, I would probably disqualify myself like oh, I'm not a heavy hitter. Like I'm not a heavy hitter, <laughs> but it's so arbitrary. And in, in reality, anyone who's sold who's looking to sell more heavy hitter or not, these are principles that apply for sure. Or not even sell more, but just to expand your ceiling because. There's no question that the ceiling's the highest at the grit for sales and for recruiting. So it's it's low risk, very, very high reward, and just double the length of your ceiling. And I love what you said, right? It's not even so much about being a heavy hitter, right, Benny? You were just like, dude, I'm 26. 
Eventually, I'd like to get off the doors. The highest probability that I get the place where I have the highest probability of getting off the doors because I've built an organization that can I can add enough value to that I can get off the doors is the grit. And it's like, yeah, if you're 21, 22, shoot, 26, the chances are you're still going to be better off when you're 30 with us than you're 30 with somebody else. So it's like, what, what are we even talking about, right? If it's going to be a grindy four years to build the organization to get where you want to go, the odds are you're going to do it best with us. For right? Sure. It's like you're 26, dude. And you still made that switch. I think, and I just think something key that I noticed is just how dialed the systems are here. You know, we're having three, four meetings a week, you know, recruiting meetings, training, uh, recruiting on just the technicalities of, you know, uh, recruiting training and how to run those. You're meeting with the big hitters once a week. All my guys are meeting with a Golden Door winner once a week. Like the Ooh. meetings start are so dialed and make everything so much more precise. You know, a big thing, Skylar and Parker, you know, me and Adam aren't exactly in the Mecca of sales down in St. George. Everybody's office is up in this area typically. So that's made recruiting a little bit tough where yeah. they throw us down there and say, Hey, you know, run these recruiting meetings out of your garage, run the trainings out of your garage. You know, we're going to have you guys down there and kind of lone wolf it where Parker and Skylar have each driven down in the few months we've been here, probably four or five times each, you know, 10 times where the, the dogs here kind of practice what they preach, where they work and work their tails off for their guys. And that's something I was a little skeptical of when I heard Drew Hansen's podcast and he's like, I'll do anything for my guys. And I'm like, you hear it in his voice <laughs> for sure. But I'm like, what's he really doing for the guys? You know, <laughs> is, is he really going out? Like he says, can anybody really train with Drew Hansen? And that's something that, you know, just crystallizes. You walked in here and you're like, freak, these guys are, are legit in what kind of practicing what they preach, which was which was huge i love it so guys what i what i want to wrap up on is is this and this is a different ending than we've ever had before because we've really covered like the most of these podcasts have like a, a theme a common thread but we've touched on a ton a ton a ton a ton today and i'm sure there's a lot more that we could cover if we wanted to but what i want to do to close is i want to just pass it off to you guys give you guys a stage take two three minutes a piece and talk about whatever you feel most strongly about whatever whatever's coming to mind whatever's weighing heavy got to get it off your chest whatever whether it's more locks of the week or whether it's sales <laughs> tips or whether it's recruiting trades or or anything in between let's hear from each of the herons two three minutes this floor is yours yeah, I, I I could definitely go on forever about the locks of the week. Don't 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 let him pull the <laughs> yeah, bagel out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think something that's coming to mind right now is just that if you're someone out there that believes in yourself, then there's like truly believes in yourself, then there's no better place to be than the grit, because like it's really easy to sit on a a flat rate deal, and sometimes it's scary to to take the risk and start on a pay scale where you have to kind of produce to, to earn what some of these companies are handing out as far as flat rates go. But I think if you just make the jump, take the risk, then, then it's going to, it's going to pay off big time. So if you're someone that believes in yourself and believes you can produce and aren't scared, Oh, what if, what if I don't produce and I can make more on this flat rate deal? If you're someone out there that believes in yourself, then this is definitely the place to be uh, Bet on yourself. Yeah, that's you see that a lot where there's guys who definitely have the have the talent, but it's easy to get complacent in this job, I'd think, where, you know, you sell you sell maybe 150 to 200. A lot of guys float around that 200 mark and start getting up there in the percentages just because they've shopped. And it says, you know, they look at other pay scales and they're like, man, to make the same percentage, I'd have to sell you know, a hundred more, 200 more. So it, it kind of it comes down to that. I feel like a lot of times, but um, like Adam said, betting on yourself 
you know, it kind of re-puts the chip on your shoulder is what I would say. And I just think there's, you know, even technically for us, you know, we, we technically something that we met with a lot and we're like, well, we're going to start, you know, 7% lower at, at grit than we would at another company. Um, but you know, betting on yourself, we know, you know, hands down the tangibilities. We've experienced it about the environment. We've experienced it being around each other, seeing each other, you know, just mirror each other's sales, just me and him going out for three years um, kind of speaks for itself that we know the the principle of the environment will is a tangible difference that'll come out. So that's what I would say. And I think, you know, it, sometimes you owe it to yourself to at least look at. Um, there's, I feel like sometimes you get complacent and you get happy where you're at, but you know, at least to look at it and to weigh your options and to kind of know what's out there, it can never hurt. If somebody's ever telling you, no, I don't want you looking around anywhere, you know, it's like, does that guy really have your best interest in mind? If he doesn't want you to look, if he's really confident that that's the best spot, why would he be so against you meeting with another company? So I think a lot of the guys, you're always open-minded is never a bad thing. So, you know, it never hurts to check out is a big thing that I would say and, and kind of weigh your options at, at different companies for sure. Well, Ben and Adam, dude, you guys, it has been a pleasure to have you guys on. Nice breath of fresh air. We are super excited to see how you guys do this summer, right? Obviously, I think that's <laughs> going to be a crazy thing to see how you guys plug in. And obviously, you guys are you guys have performed in the past. You put your money where your mouth is, so I'm super excited to see what you guys do. You guys, we're super excited that we had the chance to have you guys on. I think it was awesome. Eason. Yeah, make sure to uh, take advantage of that free money. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, guys, close on that. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Please, please, please tune in, like, share, comment, subscribe. Ah. <laughs> 2022 better be on your app, baby. For the landing pad, we're out. <laughs>